Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one unbreakable page of Talmud every day. Unbreakable, I say, even though the subject of our pages today, the Darim 38 and 39, is a little bit fragile, dare I say. Get a load of this. Rabbi Chama, son of Rabbi Hanina, said, Moses became wealthy only from the waste remaining from hewing the tablets of the covenant. As it is stated, hew for you two tablets of stone like the first. Hew for you means that their waste shall be yours. As the tablets were crafted from valuable gems, the remnants were similarly valuable. Could we have missed the greatest get-rich scheme in history? Could Moses have made a killing? Off the debris of the first set of broken tablets? What a revelation! When you hear stuff like that, so amazing, so explosive. There's only one number that should be on your speed dial, and it is your great teacher and friend and mine. Robbie David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy. And for some reason, this passage in an action-packed page, and for those studying at home, there's so much to talk about here. But there's something about this imagery and this statement that the Talmud is making that exactly like you said, Moshe became rich, like a get-rich-quick scheme from the remnants, and I'm just a slight correction, this is the remnants from the second set of tablets. The second, sorry, correct, yes. Correct, when he carved them out, like when you carve a statue, so to speak, you have the debris and all of the dust and the rocks and everything left over, he resold them on the, you know, second-hand Etsy market looking for remnants of tablet would probably worth a fortune on eBay, and that is how Moshe became rich. Now, obviously, I don't approach the Talmud personally that superficially. I think this is coming to tell us something incredibly profound, both about wealth and about the Torah itself. And that is, this statement of the Talmud is specifically saying that Moshe acquired a specific type of wealth deliberately after the second set of tablets. Now, what was the difference between the first set and the second set? You know, the first set were given, and he had this wonderful set of the Ten Commandments. They were created and hewn by God himself, so to speak, as we're told in the Torah. And then Moses comes down with them, sees the Jewish people serving the golden calf, and he throws this first set to the ground, requiring him afterwards to get a second set that, in our tradition, he received on Yom Kippur itself. The first set of tablets that Moshe received were entirely the creation of God. They were transcendent. They did not include, so to speak, the need for human interpretation or human involvement. There was something quite perfect about them. When Moshe came down and saw the entire Jewish nation repeating all of the same mistakes, sinning, serving idols, kind of seeing the humanity of the Jewish people, he realized that this purely transcendent divine set of luchos would need something all the more human in order to be perpetuated by the nation of the Jewish people. So he created a second set, and it's in that second set of tablets that we're told that these weren't created through the miraculous work of God, but Moshe, so to speak, carved them himself, literally. He hewn them himself. And as he's carving them, all these remnants 
fall to the ground. Because it's in this second set of tablets that we begin to factor in the human component of human interpretation, human involvement, and human partnership. And it's in that second set specifically that we have these remnants. The reason why he didn't get this scheme, so to speak, in the first set of tablets is because there were no remnants. The first set of tablets were created exclusively by God. But now in this second set of tablets, he starts to do the carving on his own. And the rocks fall to the ground, and he looks at these remnants, and he sees the rocks necessary to be removed in order to create this incredible image of the Ten Commandments, and he realizes that there is divinity in the remnants as well. And this, I believe, is a reflection of the human experience that the second set of tablets represent and strove to embody. And that is in our own human experience, when each of us, so to speak, are carving those commandments in our lives, there are remnants that we kind of need to push aside and fall to the ground in our religious life, our commitments, that don't quite make it into the tablets that we we hold up strongly, but the rubble that falls to the ground. And sometimes we just kick away the rubble and say, hey, if it didn't fit into the final product, if it wasn't in the final edits, it might not be worthwhile. But Moshe, because he understands the humanity of every individual and the need to apply your own human experience in really bringing the Torah to life and creating that Torah's Chaim, he realizes that the remnants are a part of the Torah too. That's a part of the human condition. The broken promises that we have in our lives, the commitments that weren't quite able to be embodied in our set of luchos, in our set of tablets that we hold up to the public. And it's specifically in those remnants that Moshe is able to realize this is how you become wealthy. Because wealth in the eyes of the Torah, to quote the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, is Ezehu Ashir Hasomech Bechelko, which is translated to mean who is truly wealthy? He who appreciates their portion in life. And finally, Moshe brings down the second set of tablets and realizes this in its ultimate truth, in that in all of the remnants on the ground that he doesn't kick aside, he realizes these remnants might work for somebody else. These are still valuable. These are still important. The parts of our life that we may have discarded, we may no longer be involved in, they have value as well. But ultimately what I hold up and what I have to feel most proud in is my portion. And that's where real wealth derives from. And that can only come through this second set of tablets that factors in the human component that Moshe saw with his own two eyes, people sinning, people making mistakes, people breaking promises, that now he realizes that even these remnants of our humanity, those broken promises, have value as well, and I can fully embrace the wealth of being satisfied and appreciating the portion that I do hold and I do preserve and commit for future generations. In other words, a get-rich, really, 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 really slow scheme, but still a wonderful one at that. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. 
If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fedmanader. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.